Hey people, this is Arav. Before we get started, I wanted to give you an update on the God's Fall World Book. We have wrapped the majority of the book and I am working with my editors to finish the Divinity section as I record this opening. We have also met with our local Chicago printer, Kraken Print, and we are planning when we can expect to print and ship the hardcover copies. I have posted Chapter 2, The Races of God's Fall, as a full print PDF on godsfall.com worldbook to give you a sneak peek on what we have been working very hard on. We also have a gallery of original art for the world book and a sign-up form to reserve your copy so we know how many books to order. Once we hit 1,000 print copies, and we are getting surprisingly close to that number, we have to cut off this print run and get them shipped, so be sure to sign up today. Here is a preview of what you can expect from Chapter 1, The History of God's Fall. The Birth of the Ironwood. The most northern part of Brennus juts out far from the rest of the continent, swelling like a great whale before splitting at its tail to form a wide, low inlet. Nearly all of this land is dominated by the towering ironwood forest. Ironwood trees were the first to grow upon Calgun, brought forth by Wudea to shield her and her sisters from the blazing scrutiny of their father, Sephor. Each time the god of plants would raise her forest, the god of the sun would scour the lands with punishing heat until fires reduced her trees to ash. Undaunted, Wodea set out each night to plant her forest anew. As she buried her hands deep into the smoking soil, the moon shone bright upon her and bathed her in a tranquil light that lifted her spirits. At midnight, as the trunks of new growth crackled and groaned above, the god of dreams paid a visit to her forest. You know that he will all burn it again, yes? Wudea pulled her hands from the earth and spread her arms to either side. I do, but it must be so. For even a few hours' peace from father are as an eternity. Acris reached out a hand and stroked the dense vertical cords of crimson that form the massive ironwood trunks. You always grow them the same. They cannot change. They are the tallest and strongest trees this world can produce, Wudea replied, her voice slow and heavy, swaying like wheat before harvest. These are as strong as can be made with mindful purpose, Acris countered, kneeling and gently placing his hands upon hers. He dug his toes into the freshly turned soil and smiled, beaming with all the wonder and radiance of his moon father, Ayus. Let us make them something else in your dreams. Udea did not fully trust her cousin, but she was tired, so she let Acris lead her into sleep. The night was warm and the air light as the two gods danced upon the spine of the sea and lay down by the mighty falls that rushed life to the slopes of Ryland.
As they slept, the forest grew ever taller, its bows fanning thick and wild until the canopy cast a great shadow over most of the north. The gods woke an hour before the dawn on a wide bed of Anaki. What are these? Wudea asked, for they had appeared as ghostly sprouts, but did not sing with her touch as sprouts are wont to do. Mushrooms, Acris replied, his smile grown a tad mischievous. A present from my father to help tidy your forest and grant food to those who will guard it. As the god of dreams spoke this last, he waved a hand across the edge of the forest, and Zunos arose. Though shaped as man, she was not of man. Her skin leaves, her muscle-woven vines, her hair thick tendrils of moss-covered branches, and her eyes deep holes filled with glowing star moths. She stood nearly thirty feet high, perfectly set among the towering foliage that seemed to bend at her caress, growing even stronger. As she strode through her forest, she called forth the first elves to help her tend it each born from the roots of the ironwood trees that drew divinity from the skies. To the elves of the north, Zunos gave bows and taught them how to hunt. To the elves of the south, she gave spear and shield and taught them to defend their new land. To guide both tribes, she breathed life into the forest and called forth the first Ents. I cannot tell you all how proud and excited I am to share this world book with all of you. I think it is the best thing I have ever done, and I could not have done it without all of your help. So thank you for listening, thank you for supporting God's Fall, and don't forget to preserve your print copy at godsfall.com worldbook before they are all gone. And with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. My name is Aram. Welcome back. To God's fall. God's fall is a custom Dungeon and Dragons game that is played and recorded in Washington, D.C. and written and produced in Chicago. Hi, my name is Steven. I'm playing the fifth level Dwarf Paladin, Dwarven Wildtongue. My name is Doug, and I'm playing Doro Knot, the fifth level Halfling Rogue. Hi, my name is Michael. I'm playing Zion Preeton, the fifth level Human Sorcerer. Hi, my name is Kelly, and I'm playing Rena Fowlval, a fifth level Wild Elf Ranger. Previously, on God's Fall. Caitlin, Doro, Queen, Sirena, Rena, and Joshua were ambushed in Port Bliss by Cyril, his Lieutenant Tiago, and about a dozen of his goons and cultists. After seeing her halfling friend be taken by the new god of order, Caitlin used her divinity over the dream world to summon an unspeakable, invisible horror from the sleeping owlbear cublets. Does Caitlin know that Doro's in trouble? Yes. Yes, she does. Queen Sirena is bounding across rooftops while Joshua screams in fear and the horses charge headlong towards the bay. At this speed, they will crash into the water next round. Caitlin sees all this and kneels down next to the sleeping owlets, gently placing a hand on each of them as her eyes roll and turn pitch black. 
tendrils of that purple and pink astral energy stream out of her lightless sockets and fire toward the wagon, encircling it in a glow only the godlings can see. A second later, both horses buckle and slam into the ground. The wagon continues forward, breaking free from the reins and smashing into one of the horses, killing it instantly as it tips over and crashes on its side. The other horse screams and flails as huge slash marks suddenly appear in its neck and abdomen. Blood and entrails gush from the wounds as its neck is violently snapped back, silencing the poor beast as it hangs limp between the jaws of some massive, unseen monstrosity. Caitlin lets out a soft gasp as she and the horse drop to the ground simultaneously. Queen Cyrena, empowered by the artifacts of her recovered divine inheritance, rushed to Doro's side and rescued him from Cyril's grasp. Okay, so the queen just bounds off the roof, so a full, like, I'd say 15 feet straight down, and boom, lands directly next to Doro. Whap! You are healed. Cyrena grabs Doro and leaps clear onto the roof and is running straight backwards, and Jossera is retreating with her. Running along the rooftops of Port Bliss's public docks, the party spotted a familiar sailing yacht and rushed aboard, the captain quickly taking them below decks to tend to the wounded halfling. Doro! What? And Uncle Dobos is in front of you. You again? I'm fine, get off me! All right, let's stop you guys right there. That's perfect, all right? <laughs> Zion, Para, Torvik, and Oinkers followed the arisen god of death and her living zombie army to Thornhill, the last Wesselian outpost before the farmlands of the north. They were met with devastation, smoke, and blood. Uh, this female orc who like raised up her hands and all of her orcs around her slit their throats and then rose up as zombie orcs to follow her. So she's the god of death. We need to figure out at least what happened to them. What happened to Deathhammer? Because if she is still on the move, she could be a major problem for us in the future. Or she could be a major ally for us. Either way, we have to meet her. So you all have walked out of the gravelly sand hills and up a sloping wide field that meets a high cliff to the west where the tower sits. Just beyond the tower, a series of wooden walkways, ladders, stairs, and rope pulleys are anchored into the cliff face and allow for a movement of troops and supplies up and down the 200-foot drop. Inside the tower, carved from the blood that coated every wall, was a dire message. Go north. Go north, one hundred souls take. Go north, go north, to land forsake. Go north, 
go north, where poison snakes go north, go north, for death awaits. So let's start with you guys, actually. Now, you guys had just escaped, barely. Doro had just been given back his eyes. Yeah. And you had made it onto a boat, if I'm remembering yeah. right. Was it Delbos's? So it's the sixth of Gaidon, feast right. day. Yeah. That was like the last thing we did. We like jumped onto the boat because like stuff was starting to happen. Like I think it was like starting to be like a big hullabaloo sort of kind of. You're right. On the dock area because yeah. we were making like a lot of noise. Right. And, like I okay. think the guard were like yeah. maybe starting to show up. I don't remember exactly. But then like we were like to a boat and then we got on the boat and then like that's when we stopped. We gotcha. got on the boat. And Delbos was gonna head off to. Yeah, he was like, he said something to us. Yeah, he, he said was like, something. He okay. was all like, it's you or I'm something I'm just going like to assume that you guys had pushed off or that we are pushing off because that's yeah, what he, you wanted, he was right? Like, I think he was just like, he was like, he saw us, mm -hmm. saw us that we were all like, <sighs> and he was like, said sail. Like, all right, like, excellent. At that moment. Okay, so yeah, he had, he had pushed off. The docks had gotten, I mean, there was a lot of commotion due to this fight that you guys just had. And there were his, and uh, also uh, Tiago Reese had his men and... Grabby hands or Cyril had yeah, his Cyril men. Yeah, Cyril was just taking Tiago out of the water, I think. Too. Correct, because Tiago got nailed. And, and we were like, we're going to kill him. And then they didn't. And we were like, damn. Yep, yep. <laughs> so they got their guys back. Uh, at this at this point, Cyril's clerics and his men have swarmed the area. So there's like 20 or 30 dudes with torches, red walking around people. searching, red rope people, and also just common thugs, right? And they've blanketed the area looking for you all as you're pulling out. How many red robes are there? Uh, make a perception check. Oh, let's play some fucking D and <laughs> Let's roll some dice. Uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. So uh, there's let's say a dozen. There are okay. a dozen men in red in red robes and about twenty just dudes. Do I or or la ladies? Yeah. Well. I was, just, I was, okay, like, yeah, I was, I was gonna ask. I was like, are they they're ladies dudes or they just too. Male? That they're like dude is dude is everywhere. <laughs> like a soda can be dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah, dude is just a generic. Yeah. Yeah. And but I see okay. what you're saying. For English sexist there are, yes. yeah, there are, uh, there are a, a dozen men and women in robes, and there are 20 men and women just as thugs. And as we're pushing up, Rita wants to make note, the people that are in the red robes, yes. do they look like common folk, or do they, like, no. is there something different about Every them? Every single one of them has their heads shaved. So normally when their robes are closed, they are, their, their hands will either be folded in front of them under their robes, or when their hands are at their sides, the robes are longer than their hands. But when they go to cast magic, they free their hands from their robes, and you can see this gold paint, you're assuming, all up their hands and forearms. And you're not <coughs> sure exactly where it ends, but it's not on their neck or anything, so it must end somewhere between you know the elbow and their shoulder it may or may not be paint I'm, it's definitely course, not, not gloves <clears throat> right Sorry. like yeah. it definitely looks like I me mean, it looks like either it's paint or the flesh has been turned gold one of the two things like it's definitely not gloves or it's like a, a sort of magic tattoo mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's could totally be although a tattoo of that size everywhere would jesus christ well, you have to prove your, yeah. your loyalty, you know, and part of that is going through the. And they were the, the, the same ones that were helping where they had to with cut their the. Finger off to use yes, the thing. Yeah. they yeah. were the same ones who were um, doing the whole ritual. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I want to pick up one's face and. I call them. out to them. Okay. <laughs> we're over here. No, they all look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There you go, that one. Her. I'm naming that one Beth. Yeah. She, I will remember her. Remember you, Beth. I'm coming for <laughs> yeah. you. Beth of right. Port Bliss. Beth of Port Bliss. We're going to get all right, so you guys pull away. Uh, Uncle Dobos has a skeleton crew, as always. Thrown up sails. There's a nice brisk wind this evening, and you guys are carried uh, quickly out of port. A little surprisingly fast. I mean, there are rocks in this area. There are some shallows, but he knows this port pretty comfortably and sails through them at full speed. And you guys are away from the city within 20 minutes. Back to you guys. You guys were exactly where? You had just gotten back from... We are from six days ahead of them. Right. So we're on the 13th of Gaidon. Right. Uh, Para, Zion, Torvik, and Ornkers had arrived at Thornhill to find it largely destroyed. Right. An ominous oh. message in blood on the walls. Correct, correct. And one of three ships missing. Torvik, me, and Para uh, all lay on the floor with uh, Ornkers going back and forth and uh, guarding us. Right. As, as we keeping place, the perimeter. Keeping the perimeter. As we lay on the floor in a, in a tripartite... Uh, 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 formation with our hands <laughs> on the ground and uh, the uh, eye of saw uh, oinkers placed upon oh. our our, uh, our hands and we went into the astral plane to see what was going on how this all happened we saw how uh, the the new godling of death um, had led her forces there and d killed everybody Just slaughtered everyone. slaughtered them and then they rose again and yep. became intelligent zombies who followed her onto the ship and she wrote that message of, in blood saying, you know, go, go west, north, go, go north, north, go north, go north, go north, 100 blah, 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 souls take, yeah. 100 souls take, which we figured out was uh, that she's in some way trying to maybe raise the god of death or. Well, you know that Mordecai fell in Kadar. Right. You know that from stories. I mean, it's well right. known. So well that's a guess. It makes sense. It lines up. Right, right, right. Uh, well, also because of the poem, though. Right, um, exactly. So, no, no, it all lines up, is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. right. Uh, and so. Uh, yeah, we know that they're headed on this ship toward Kadar. Yep. Um, and that's where we are. What are we doing? All right, well, the... Wink, wink, wink. You guys put, wake up? Wake up? Yeah. I put the Eye of Saw back in its, yep. its, its parchment's place yep. or whatever. We need to get a message to Kadar. Everyone looks at Oinkers. <laughs> Oinkers looks like around, like... I've got two of us that can turn into very fast creatures and get to... Oinkers is shaking her head. And like puts a paw or like a hoof, I suppose, on your leg and shakes her head and like you know it's like pointing towards Kadar and shaking her head. Yeah, I think it's a little too dangerous to even send Oinkers. Maybe if you Oinkers could... nods. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you could just call a bird or something, we could, and you could get it into its. Maybe can we join? Can we form a bridge and maybe you can see the exact place I want us to drop off this message. If Kadar is so excited about killing godlings, why don't we just give them a godling to kill? That's a little fucked up, don't you think? Well, I mean, otherwise they're gonna just start up a zombie army and kill a bunch of people. Wouldn't it be better if Kadar, like, shoots them in the water? I suppose, but that, that's bring... Uh. So let me get me straight. You want me to talk to one of the birds, and we're going to tell them to go where? To my uncle's house. Well, my uncle's villa. Um, with a message attached to its leg. You will write this message, that way it won't be in my handwriting. Uh, message from Thornhill, port was destroyed, a, uh, a new arisen god travels with an army of the dead to invade Kadar. Watch out for this ship. That will get someone's attention. All right. I, I, okay. Reach okay. out with your, you can easily reach out. There's 
uh, a carrion pigeon or something. Well, there's like a hundred birds, right? And then, because your range is decent at this point, so there's like a hundred birds, and you quickly realize there's like maybe 20 birds that could make the journey. Let's Out say, of those, like, there's 10, you know, so you're kind of filtering through, right? Yeah. Until you get to like, uh, you know, uh, let's, well, not a peregrine, because it's not really local for this area, but whatever other fast bird there would be, right? Like, bing, this one. Uh, fast, long flying bird. Something that would go, you know what, how about a goose? A goose that's traveling north, okay? Fast yeah. traveling Boom. north. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's slow. They okay. fly long. God's fall bird fast. Yeah, yeah. fast God's fall bird. It's called it's a, a fast, fast bird. It's a, 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 a quick a bird. A gazillion swallow <laughs> comes and lands. And shoom, just kind of lands like right, right at, yeah. Boom. All right. Um, do we have parchment? Do we have? Yeah, sure. Of course. Of course, Cyan does. Parchment and a quill. And uh, so I dictate to you, the, you know, this sort of thing. But you write it in your own words. But um, whatever I just said. Smart talk, yeah. smart talk. No, basically, <laughs> no, no I got it. Like, Thornhill. Yeah, Thornhill Destroy. has been destroyed. destroyed. There is a zombie plague god army coming your way. You may want to do something about that boat. Fine, Torvik. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Love, Torvik. Love, Torvik. Torvik. All right, uh, the bird Clearly understands what you want. Has a firm picture. Well, actually, uh, combine. Yeah. Both okay. you roll will Join, right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not will. No, uh, sorry. Reach, both I you roll wisdom. My, I reach out with my divinity and form a divine bridge with Torvik. Yep. <laughs> I love how you say the tagline. I reach out with my. I, I reach out with my. Uh, divinity. Uh, same thing. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You guys bond instantly. There's no effort whatsoever. The bridge simply forms between you two. You see the bird's eyes light up bright pink like vroom the bird knows exactly where it wants to go waits for you to tie the little note on its leg and just takes off and you have a very clear both of you have a very clear view of it as it's flying and a very strong feeling of certainty from this creature so it's gone to deliver the message Excellent. it's gonna make all the right decisions. Should, you think we yeah. should find another bird um to try to find this army of the undead that's ahead of us sure you're already well connected. There's a series of gulls off the coast that you could send north, that like a whole flock to look for this boat. Send them. They all take off. <laughs> mine, 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 mine. Mine, mine. So your, what do we do in the your, meantime? Your squadrons have been launched. At this point, we were tracking those orcs. We've got the godstones. What's our next objective? We need to make contact with the others. <laughs> send all the birds. <laughs> More birds. <laughs> I just see Torvik going I'm like this. I'm on it. And like every bird in the forest is. <laughs> yeah. All the turkeys are like running, trying to. Slamming yeah. into each other though, because they're all going this and them. And we should also make contact with Benegrit as well. How much more parchment do you have? I have lots of parchment. Lots of parchment, actually. <laughs> so, so let's say you, you send a note to Benegrit. What do you want to say? How you doing? How's the kids? Right. <laughs> right, like, like, yeah, hi, got a little sidetracked, sorry, you know, <laughs> our teleporter got sucked halfway across the world. Fighting evil orcs and yep. demons and gods and Go the such. We'll be home, <laughs> yeah, be, be by as soon as I can. BRB! Yeah. <laughs> all right. Really sorry about all this. this I'm is... assuming these birds are also being told to wait for a return message, correct? This one probably will be. This one will be. Okay, fair I enough. I imagine yeah. you want yep. a return message from Kadar. No, 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 wouldn't want that. No, no, but no. This one, yes. <laughs> Please submit yourself for evaluation. <laughs> so that bird takes off south towards the Spear of Jordan. Do yeah, we know where? We don't even know where they. We know they were in Port Bliss, yeah, Port but beyond Bliss. that, we have no idea of knowing. I mean, Winkers was the last to see them. 
Does Oinkers have a connection with any of the others? That's Not like with you. Good question, actually. And Oinkers uh, listens and like closes her little eyes and puts her head down for a second and then pops them open and like runs over to you and grabs your shirt in her mouth and starts dragging you. And she's dragging you like in a direction down and out of Thornhill and towards just kind of like open grassland. And Come on, babe, let's follow him. Right. And, All right. Oh, that's right. Go. Paris here. Paris like, oh, okay, that sounds great. I've been really quiet because I've been thoughtful, but that's great. Hey, Orkers. Powerless. And so you all start walking out into the field. I love when you do that. I picture Para like coming out from behind a tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy when you do that though. <laughs> All right, so Oinkers leads you out. Uh, you walk for about 10 minutes until you're kind of on this just little mound of grass. And in the middle of the night, there's still the heavy, acrid scent of smoke, but it's a pretty a clear, nice evening otherwise. And Oinkers just sits down in the middle of this field and looks at both of you. All three of us. Right, and looks at all three of you. <laughs> Oinkers ignores Para. <laughs> I've never liked you. Oink. Oh, no. fire. <laughs> so I just yeah. sit down right now. Reminds, oh, reminds Oinkers too much of Excellent. looking at her. Do you guys sit with Oinkers? Para sits. <laughs> sure. I mean, okay. I, I, Oinkers tends to lead us places. So you're sitting there for a while and nothing happens. And okay, then... bored. Hang on. Hang on. Well, Come on, Oinkers. <laughs> Is there Back a up. point to all this? Or are we just... Oinkers, Oinkers... Like puts her little head down for a second and looks around and then raises and nods. And as she does that, you guys can feel like there's an energy around you and then all of a sudden it feels everywhere and you can feel little blades of grass. All the little blades, all the little leaves and you know bits of uh, uh, weeds are now kind of like leaning in towards you and like gently kind of like, just not, like not really caressing but just gently touching and connecting with you and you feel, you guys, every time one of these blades of grass or these weeds hit you, you feel a little bit of the bridge, just like the connection you were just in, like if every single blade of grass. I'm gonna put my hand down and just kind of rub my hand over the grass. It gets stronger as you do that. And I reach out with my divinity. Okay, hold right there. Back to you guys. So, <laughs> on <a> you boat. <laughs> guys so you guys are on the boat and you are coming around the north end of the peninsula. So you, you have been on the boat for let's say an hour, hour and a half, right? It is a clear crystal, a clear night. The moon hangs heavy and is you know makes everything rather bright with that kind of twinkling moonlight. There are stars out everywhere. And I assume you guys are on the deck just hanging out. It's a pretty small ship. Yeah. I was right. resting. I'll, right. All have been resting. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my God, can I have my hit points back now? Yes, 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 you guys can take oh, your points back. Oh, I get my back. luck back, yay. Yep. Wait, he's well, sleeping? Right before you go to sleep, Caitlin comes to you, okay? And she's like- No! <laughs> Doro. In my dreams or in no, real in reality? reality? Like, okay. You're not, not sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. No! She sees that you're tired, and she's like, Doro, I need to show you something. Right. What is it, Caitlin? But I need to show you in our dreams. What? And my eyes get really big. What do you mean? It's, it's a place I've built. I need to show you. Okay. Where, okay. where is it? I'll show you. And she gives you her hands. No, she just touches me. Just 
jump yeah. into it. Right, exactly. Just Boom. do it. Yeah, exactly. So, so no, like, because no. I'm like getting up to be like, where? Right. So where is it? And yeah, it's this just is like, right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like it's kind of like you fall sideways, but you're still seated. So all of a sudden, you fell sideways, That's but awesome. you're in the same position you're Does already make in. Make that noise. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boom. You're just there, and you're sitting in a treehouse. Like it's just a very small wooden treehouse. There's a grass mat underneath you you're both kind of kneeling and you're holding her hands and to the left of you is like just a doorway and you can see the ocean so imagine a treehouse in the middle of the ocean but you're in it the middle of the ocean of it comes right, right. out of, of the right. water and that's where you are right now okay uh is her, her eyes are awake and she's okay. looking right at you and she's happy looking, she's super happy i'm looking around like uh what is this place caitlin how'd you do this i built it it's where I can be safe. It's where I can explore my powers and nothing can hurt me here and I can't hurt anyone else. I get up and I touch the walls. It's just wood. What does it look like out beyond, beyond? You're just like in the middle of the ocean. It's just, just ocean. ocean everywhere yeah, I everywhere. Live. Ocean. I use my direction sense. Sure. Can I tell which way is north? There's. In, in this dream world, there's no north, there's okay. no direction. I, well, I didn't know yeah. if she had simulated it. No, that makes sense. And now I know that I can always tell true north, yep. even under the influence. Yep, exactly. Um, I turn back to Caitlin and say, when did you do this? I've been doing it whenever I sleep and to keep the nightmares away and to keep my power in control. I had to create a space where I could learn how to use it. I had to create someplace safe. So I made this. And I'm, I'm like faced away from her. I'm looking around and I'm like, Caitlin. And I turn back around and say, this is amazing. You made a thing. And it didn't take any nightmares at all, did it? No, none at all. This is great. We should start trading immediately. Wait, no, we're on a ship somewhere. Well, Wait, that's how right. do we get back? Well, you're dreaming on the ship. I can just bring you back whenever you want, but I wanted to show you because we can train here. And then she puts her hand on the wall next to you, and the whole wall vanishes, revealing a massive chamber beyond. It is a room filled with moving mechanical parts that form obstacles, bridges, tunnels, platforms, all shifting, moving, rolling, and raising at different speeds and in different directions. Dozens of chains hang from Fuck the ceiling. <laughs> and fire explodes in sharp, short bursts randomly from seemingly every direction and angle. And she turns to look at you. She puts her hand on yours and says, we can all train here. This can't really hurt us. We'll see. We can 
be damaged, but it's all simulated. It's not real, it's in your head. Well, simulate is not a good word. We can take damage, but it's in your mind. It will feel real, but you'll just wake up. You won't actually be hurt. We can use our powers as hard as we want here and no one will ever be in danger. It's a safe space. This isn't putting like some kind of strain on you, is it? No, it helps me understand my powers more. The more I do this, the more I can learn. Right now I can only bring one person at a time, but I'm trying to bring more, I'm working on it. So we'll try two next and we'll see what happens. Uh, I just teleport to one. You can't, and then she reaches out and touches you and you feel like a wave go over you and now, now you now can. You Yep. She's creating the reality. Oh, so she has to, yeah, so she's reality. basically rewriting the code to yeah. allow that reality. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can you make other things in here? Yes. Caitlin throws her arms wide and her eyes become a pair of lightless pits that leak tendrils of black. These tendrils glow and widen, fanning out to become wispy curtains of the purple and pink energy from the astral realm before washing over the walls and crashing waves. The room transforms and you are standing at the top of the Union, looking out over the broken lands of the void. A flash of light swells around you and when it fades, you are now at the docks in Fort Bliss. Now among the mighty trunks of the Ironwood. Now on the deck of the Blackwater. The light swells again and you are back in a large stone room as Caitlin lifts her arms and a trio of stone constructs rise from the floor. Her hands ball into fists and the stone giants crumble, only to combine and fuse into a massive crimson dragon. The beast roars, rolls its head back and blackens the ceiling in a gout of fire. I can create anything we can imagine. Even people we've met? Foom, she brings up grabby hands. Foom, Tiago Reese. And then she has them fight each other. So now it's like grabby <laughs> hands fighting yes. Tiago, and he's doing all this backflips and all this motion, so they fight like she's seen. As long as she's experienced it, she could recreate it. And I say to myself, now we will beat them. <laughs> All right, and then she touches your arm again, and you guys, boom, wake up on the deck. And it's like the same amount of time, roughly. So you're out for that period of time. Now, so, well, the amount of time I was in there is roughly around the time that I imagined correct. it. So it's, it's literally like dreaming. Now, she can do this all the time, but if you guys do it, it's like you haven't really slept. So you risk exhaustion. Okay. So you'll have to rotate. You can't do it every single night, but like. But it would be better to use it when you don't need the full rest. Don't right. use it during the time. I can when do you're this all the time. The mm -hmm. I only need to sleep for four hours. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's easier for you to enter this space. Yeah. Okay, so yep. we come back out, we're on the deck, and everybody's doing their stuff. And I say, uh, This is amazing. You're training yourself. I'm not even teaching you to do this stuff now. Listen, you really should be careful with it, though. I don't want you to strain yourself and, you know. Well, that's why I think it's better if we train together. Because if someone's in there with me, I have another set of eyes on what I'm doing and I won't lose myself there. Okay. I think this is a great idea, Caitlin. Yay. I think you should tell everybody. All right, and, and, and she would tell you as well. Caitlin would come over and she would explain that she's basically created this I teleport dream. us to Rena. Right. <laughs> she just kind of appear there. Like, oh, yeah. Look what Caitlin can do. Yeah. And she, and she, Hand on belt, like, mm, and she, oh. <laughs> okay. Arrows up. Yeah, like reaching back and then being like, like, just pulls out an arrow, like, not actually the bow, and sure. just like... Mm. 
and she and she proceeds to tell you about this dream world danger zone that she's been able to create for danger you all room. to use whenever you want. Danger room. Danger room. Danger zone. Danger room. Right. Right. And there's a highway to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so, and that was hell. Right. But so anyway, they created. Uh, well, she has created a virtual danger room for you guys to use whenever you wish. That is perfectly safe and can be accessed from anywhere. I'm gonna get to Yako. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna have a bow off again. All right. Oh no. Let's say you guys are, like near the bow. So you're near the front of the ship having this conversation. I'd like perception rolls. Mm. 20. Wow. Sorry, I have to like look this stuff up again. Five. Okay, so you're very excited and paying no attention whatsoever. And Caitlin's pretty excited and also paying no, no attention whatsoever. You are kind of like leaning back, taking all this information in. You're excited, you're a little weirded out, but you're like, okay, actually, you know what? I could use this to my yeah. advantage, yeah. I'm also on a boat, it's, it's my uneasy space. Exactly, so you're <laughs> kind of hanging out near the edge just in case, right? As you're doing so, something wet and slimy rolls over your hand, and immediately you go to jerk back, but you don't because there's something comforting about it. It's like, and, and you kind of look down and there's seaweed. Seaweed is curled out and is wrapped around the top of the boat and it's being snapped off as this is happening, but as, because the, because the boat's moving, but as it is, more is coming up. Just enough, again, to reach out and touch your hand. And as it is, you feel this slight connection to the bridge. The seaweed's doing something. <laughs> now you look as well, and there are like like seaweed is curling up. If you reach out to touch it, definitely don't do that. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> you see it. Yeah, I draw my dagger and say, "We're under attack!" <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's. I don't know. It's not bad. Oh my god! It takes over her mind too. <laughs> don't touch the seaweed. And Caitlin, I don't know, Doro, and she kind of like. I can no! <laughs> You are now all. And I feel divinity stuff coming from it, right? Yeah, you feel the bridge, like like just a little teeny bit. No, it's the trivet. It's the trivet. Connection to the bridge. So I start to channel my divinity into it. Okay, back to Zion and Torvik, real quick. As you feel the blades of grass curl about your hands, you also feel a slight tug from somewhere inside you. Every single blade carries with it the tiniest spark of divinity, and when you touch that spark, it unfolds into a tiny, snaking path. All of which leads northeast. And then suddenly, it's as if the paths all merge into a single, blinding gateway. And you are instantly connected to Rena. I like grab his shoulder. Vroom, now Doro gets added in. So now you are connected with Rena and Doro. You can feel that. Touches my foot out and touches Caitlyn. Yes. <laughs> Boom, Caitlyn's in as well. Is it other, it's back bilateral? Yes, absolutely. You feel him as well. It's very echoey, but you can all hear each other. Doro! Rena! Zion? What? What's going what's on, Rena? What, what are you doing? doing? It's like, uh, but is this, is this like the bridge thing? This is like the bridge Correct. Thing. This is uh, like the bridge thing. As you guys are talking, there is a glowing portal of light opening in front of you, and the same is now opening in front of you guys as well. What is happening? How are we doing this? What is going on? God. I instinctually grab onto Para for fear of will disappear or something. Keys in. Okay. 
Right. It's just like hovering there. Who Can is we it? see through it? Who is no, it? no, you're just seeing a glowing portal and hearing each other right I'm now. Gonna Who's left? Reach out, put my hands. I know. I was gonna like, Boom. Man. Okay. So you put your fingers into the a portal, and and like it's like you f it's like warm, like hot, super, like sunlight is hitting the top of your hand, and then Torvik's gone. It just boom vanishes, and Oinker's freaks charges right in after you. Do Oinkers is gone. Do do, do we, we see that happen? You no, it's over there feel it happen. You okay. know it's happened, but you don't understand exactly what's happened. And the portal has now stabilized about five feet wide. It's just glowing bright. Uh, what? Do you guys, do you see, guys a see a portal over there? Over there? I don't know. Do you, I still exist? You do because he just stepped into it. Yeah. Okay. I don't I understand. Torvik just, just, just went through a portal, portal, portal with Oinkers. Well, he's, well, not, he's over not over here. here. Hold, on. Hold on. I jump in the portal. Okay. And you feel you all you see it happen, you yeah. feel it happen, and Doro is also now gone. Well, holding Perry's hand, uh, we sort of share a look that like, okay, I guess we'll do this then. And yep. uh, nod our heads and jump in. Okay, Para jumps in with you. Vroom. Okay, that leaves so me and you and Caitlin. Probably we need to go. Yeah, but uh the queen, uh and I just looks, and Rita's just like looks at the deck, and then just goes like takes out a dagger and says, like carves, be back, and then just like okay, Caitlin, let's go, and grabs her hand and jumps through. Perfect. The and then ha, that was super easy. <laughs> I killed them all. <laughs> they all leaped into the sun, and it's over. And it's over. <laughs> all right, so. You all leap through this portal. There's a there's a bright light. There's a roaring of wind all around you that seems to last a good minutes, and you feel like you're tumbling and tumbling and tumbling, and you are just surrounded by this whirling, swirling torrent of sand. You can eventually see, and then it clears, and you all are standing together in the middle of the desert. was amazing! Doro! Tarmac! Lift him just up in the air. teleport to his head. <laughs> <laughs> and I hug his head. Oinkers is very happy to see everybody. Rita takes out her bow. <laughs> Foreign territory. Cool. Uh, who else here then? So, you four, Caitlin, and Para, and Oinkers. Where the hell are we? Where have you been? Where are we? Wait! I'll tell you! Roll me a wisdom save. Yeah. Nice. I don't like this one. I just can't read it. Uh, Rolls well, though. Okay, well, 16. Okay, perfect. So, all right, so you go to align yourself. and Yeah, to feel like true north. Or right, and you feel something instead directly below. I mean, you, you definitely know where north is, but you also feel something directly below you. And, and you get kind of get in your hands and knees, and you dig a little bit, and you uncover a single slab of stone, like this kind of golden yellow stone, you place your hand on it and sand explodes in a massive line this way and that, exposing this huge road. So, it's, so it goes straight west-east. Are we following the yellow brick road? 
It literally <laughs> is a yellow brick road. Are we in road. like a normal, like real world area? Desert. Yes. I mean, as far as you can tell, you are in the real world. Not like elder beasts flying in the air. Okay. With little no. planets. Well, that's and... why I want to do a <laughs> yeah. no, kind of canvas area. Yeah. Something yeah. floating by. If you reach out, there's normal. <laughs> if you reach out, there's normal desert animals. There's lizards and everything else. I mean, it feels it feels like reality. Would yeah. you, as Zion, have graph like geographical knowledge of a place that would be a desert? Like, well, yeah, I mean, there are a couple of geographies, much as anything. Yeah. Could be Rizon, it could be. Yeah, he's um, still from Baron the Floor. Um, well, you guys know where there are. He, he knows where the deserts are. Right. Like, yeah. No, yeah. I'm figuring, but there are like, a couple of them. Now. What yeah. city is, like, is Wessel? No, because that's like no, farming and stuff. Right. It's not really, right. Not really well, This is like Well, no, I mean, there are deserts towards the south Kedar, of Wessel. Could be Kadar, could be Rizon. Could be Kaidar. It could be, it could be Rizon. There is a desert in Utea. Yeah, it could be Utea. Now, when you touch this road, you know. There's a temple to the east. There's a you, temple. You don't to know the why, east. and you and you can't really see. How do you know this? this? I don't know why, and I you don't know what it looks like. You don't just, know you have what a it mental looks like. image of it. You I just, just got know a mental a image temple. of it, and I know it's in that direction. Well, let's go then. Is it a temple to wait? Your wait, wait, wait. Who's leading us here? How did we get here? What have we been up to? Who cares? Adventure! What touched you? What touched you? We had also, God, I missed you. By the way, it is dead noon. Dead so you like you came buff, you, did, you came from the night. You guys came, I think, more towards the, the day, correct? Or was it night with you guys as it well? It was in the evening. Yeah, so it's noon here. So and clearly, what time is it? What day is it? Uh, well, that looks like noon. noon. <laughs> well, it was nighttime when we left. Did we lose a day? What did happened? We gain a day? Are we even in our world anymore? Let's go to the temple and find out! Clearly something's pulling us toward the temple. Come on, Tormik! And as I'm pulling him. Right. I'm already gone. I'm going with you. We're, right. we're like 30 like feet ahead oh, of yeah. everybody. Tormik and I are already leaving. Uh, whatever. I guess go with destiny. Okay. You guys My name is Dora. Destiny. I like to call it fate. So, how much water do you all have on you? Infinite. Oh, so right. 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 Perfect. Who tries to give us a challenge? Just want to make sure. All right. Perfect. So you guys start walking. And and you walk and you walk and you walk into just this endless straight road through the desert. And you would walk for uh, the majority of the day. And as the sun is beginning to dip, I would like perception rolls. Natural 20. Nice. 28. Uh, 16. 14. You, you both see it just before it happens. So they, there are these there's a lot of wind in this desert the dunes clearly shift and roll and as you're approaching a particularly large dune you guys see the eyes open first just before it stands up so you are aware that that dune is not a dune and Hold as you're, up everybody not no. a dune, not and a dune. as you're doing it a sphinx stands up a female Whoa. lion huge wings just shedding sand and rock as it shakes back and forth the color of gold throughout the entire thing and she moves and she puts a foot over the path we don't know any riddles and she leans down <laughs> and she glares wow what are you many have heard me none have seen me i never speak unless spoken to can i answer is that Roar. now initiative <laughs> Nothing. Dang. Did I read a book about anything? Nope. 
Dead. I mean, you've heard a tale of a sphinx. You know what it is, and you know that it just asked you a riddle. stupid riddles, and you answered wrong. Yep. <laughs> so. Fucking hate riddles. Okay. Um, well, now we don't have to do it, see? That's why I did that. I'll just kill it. Fuck your riddles. I'll just kill you. <laughs> okay, Rena. Um, we can always hold action until it acts, if you wanted to. So you can yeah. blast it in the face. Or you can blast it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Rocks go flying. Um, looking at it, tactically, does it look like it has any spots on it that are like its weakest? Roll perception. Okay. Anything red and flashing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my eye. Just uh, the thing in its mouth. <laughs> Thirty-one. I mean, it's a creature. It has eyes like any creature, uh-huh. right? But otherwise than that, I mean, it looks like it's made out of you know gold. If she rolls the highest thing on her luck dice, isn't that a critical? I mean, it, I mean. <laughs> Critical perception. It's the highest it's number I on critically, it. It doesn't mean that it can invent a weak spot. It doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> perception okay. you to death. Um, <laughs> Thousands so, of years ago, uh, the tip how, of an axe. How bright are my signal arrows? Uh, very, very bright. Like, 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 like if you shot into someone's eye, yeah, it'd be bright. Okay. Super bright, yeah. <laughs> so, I... However, you have a great perception, so the eyes also are made of metal. I mean, everything about the creature looks like it's made of gold. So, I mean, if you you could shoot it in the eye, but you're not 100 percent sure that melt you down. It's no, 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 not mechanical. It's just all looks made of metal. It all looks like it's made. It, it looks like it is simply a gold thing. Anybody Everything remember what the stupid riddle was? I don't remember. The riddle was, and it's going to say it again. It's going to say it at the, at, the, at, the, at the top of each of its turns. But the riddle was: many have heard me, none have seen me. I never speak unless spoken to. Oh God, hate riddles. I'm gonna hold action until Doro goes. Okay, so you're gonna basically hold action yeah. until it attacks. Uh, Doro. I could just answer the riddle, but that doesn't make sense because like he wouldn't, he wouldn't just know the answer to the riddle. If uh, you know the answer, you can answer it. I'm not gonna, because um, that doesn't make any sense. And it would be much more funny if I got on top of it and was trying to pry something off of it. All right. My will for that is <laughs> uh, 10. Ten. So what are you trying to do? Just teleport just, on top of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's big. So yeah. So you teleport onto the back of its neck. And I say, <laughs> "You're made of gold." And I start like trying to pry something off of it. Are you using what do you? Using? My one of my daggers. Of is, it, stuff. is it magical? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. So, so you're able to like, you'll, like, like you're basically starting to carve a little chunk out of the Even back. Even if of it's it. ineffective, yeah. I just am doing this for the effect, roll to hit. Really. <laughs> and that is seventeen. Seventeen. Does that hit it? Yeah, that does. Okay, so you're able to like kind of wedge it underneath like a little like like section like under its it doesn't have a mane but like a fold of skin or fur, quote unquote. Okay. Uh, roll damage. Oh yeah! Wow, look at this. It's combat. Yeah, right. Remember we used to do that. Remember when we used to fight things? Not really. No. That's because you guys didn't I do get quite hit. A bit of it. Nice seven. Seven. Okay, so you were able to like, 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 like a little chunk of gold, you know? Ha! Yeah. Uh, I'm writing that down. Oh, hey, magical creature! I have more ingredients for your batteries. Yeah. I just, I'm just gonna, ch- I'm just gonna chip away at this thing for the rest of the fight. Yeah. Um, the Sphinx. The Sphinx repeats its riddle, and is going to try and. So repeat the riddle. Oh well, so you want to hear it? I repeat said riddle. Yeah, one second. Many have heard me. None have seen me. I never speak unless spoken to. 
and then reaches back oh. and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the, like, so the, in, in front of it is, well, he's got bit in the neck, so it's gonna try and take care of that. So it basically throws itself back and tries to shake you off. So okay. I need either a deck save or a strength, I need a deck save for you to tumble or a strength save to hold on. It depends I was gonna say, how about an acrobatics? Acrobatics to tumble too, but you're gonna be thrown off. If the only, the only way to hold on is a strength save. Wouldn't it be easier to jump on and then just teleport back to it? You could do that too, but on your turn. No, yeah, on my yeah. turn. Yeah. Uh, so I'd rather do the acrobatics because it'd be a better chance of Roll that. surviving, probably. Probably. Oh yeah, 25. All right, so it throws you off, but you do like a little back handspring and you land perfectly and it's and uh, now it gets a second attack, so it's going to swing at you. Okay, that makes sense. 16. So. 16's your AC. It swung at you with a claw and it hits you. So you take, oof. Yeah, so <laughs> you, scar. you land perfectly and then get swatted for 16 points of damage that sends you flying. It was up. Uh, my turn. And Echo! And it turns in that moment, its wings fold back in and it just sinks back into the sand. Like it was never there. <laughs> and it's gone. God's Fall is written, produced, and edited by myself, Aram Vartian. If you want up-to-the-minute information about the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at GodsFallDC. Special thanks to our good friends at BattleBards for giving us access to their incredible catalog of richly produced sounds. Be sure to check them out at BattleBards.com. And a special thanks to all of our loyal Patreon supporters. Without you, this show could not continue. If you'd like to support God's Fall, get access to exclusive Patreon supporter content and get episodes of Season 3 before they're released publicly, head over to Patreon.com slash God's Fall. That's all from us this week. We have original maps, art, character sheets, and more on our website at godsfall.com, as well as links to our Patreon account and official Godsfall t-shirts. So see you next time in the world of the Five Kingdoms. Five Kingdoms.